What's happening, everyone? Welcome to Monic Whiskey Tales. Um, we're back to our uh, Formula One episodes that I quite enjoyed doing. Um, it's a Spa Grand Prix uh, in Belgium. Um, let me just bring it up. And um, back from the summer break of about four weeks off for Formula One. So everyone's uh, raring to go. Um, We'll get to the qualifying in a minute, but obviously it's kind of there's a bit of bad news in the Formula One world. Um, if you keep track of what's um, going on in the F2 race, the feature race um, after directly after qualifying, um, there was a massive accident and uh, Anthione Hubert um, passed away because of the crash. Um, pretty serious um, crash coming out of. Eau Rouge and out of Radion, which are like the or Radion, which are the probably the fastest, probably one of the fastest, most dangerous corners in the world, and you can kind of see why after this crash. I mean, it was really awful. Um, two drivers collided. Um, essentially, the Hubert was ahead, and I think lost his car, got a bit of a tank slapper, like rear end went kind of out of control, and then went off into the barrier on the right, just past Radion. And that kind of kicked him back, kind of, not onto the circuit, but back into the path of a few other drivers who were trying to then, who were unsettled by what happened in front of them. And um, uh, I can't remember who, uh, Juan Manuel Carrera basically came straight into him, um, kind of out of control and straight into the side of him going, must have been about 170 miles an hour. And they both cars just basically disintegrated. Like it just, it was awful. Um, he's, um, so Jean-Marie Carrier's now in a stable condition and being treated. Um, hopefully he's okay, but I mean, it was a pretty serious knock that he took as well. So you'd have to imagine some pretty serious injuries, but yeah, um, Anthione Hubert didn't make it. Um, I think was pretty much pronounced dead on arrival to the hospital once they kind of managed to airlift him out. But um, so yeah, pretty awful. Um, it just kind of um, reiterates the danger of the sport, um, which you kind of some you sometimes forget. You, you kind of see this kind of I don't know super luxurious lifestyle of all the drivers and everything around Formula One, it's this kind of super rich, kind of glitzy lifestyle. But actually, in reality, it's a really dangerous sport. And despite all the, I don't know, all the safety measures that have come in place in the last few years and how much safety has improved since uh, Rattenberger's and Senna's death, um, it's, um, it's still you know, at those sort of speeds in certain circuits, there's nothing they can do. I mean, the cars are designed to take massive impacts, but given a certain set of um, circumstances, it, it can just go horribly wrong like it happened in the F2 race. And, and I mean, the F2 um, race cars are really safe cars in terms of they, they go through a lot of the same crash testing as the F1 cars with the, the sturdy kind of, monocog where the drivers sit and um kind of impact protection areas and all this sort of stuff but at those speeds it's just um it's just awful so yeah it's um not great news for the start of the season well you know for the start of um 
the I don't know post summer season but yeah it's uh, very sad news so that I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff on that um tomorrow what well, later on today for the race so um yeah very sad news so um lots of comments from formula one drivers and, and from the racing world um with their condolences for him and stuff so um yeah terrible news but i mean i guess it's just it goes on formula one you know ever ongoing moving moving forward so it, it's um they're not going to have an f3 an f2 race tomorrow or later today like they normally would but the f3 race and the formula one race will go ahead as as normal so um yeah yeah very um very sad but you know such is the uh the danger of the sport i suppose so um anyway let's um move on to the qualifying and, and break that down for you um my internet's gone down so i'm on old school 4g at the moment so hopefully it's gonna hold up and um manage for us to prove the interweb to go through this stuff so it's a pretty good qualifying session actually um third practice session went horribly for hamilton he lost it going around um kind of on the entry to a corner just took a bit too much curb unsettled the car kind of snapped the rear end he kind of caught it and went off the track and was still kind of about control and tried to catch it again and then there's nothing he can do and just boom straight into the wall um fucked up his all his front end luckily whether it was deliberate or not he kind of went in forward so the damage was done to the front end of the car not the rear end because the rear ends where you know you can damage your gearbox and engine and all that stuff and that's like a massive job to to fix up but luckily it was just a you know front suspension and front end fix rather than anything more drastic and also because of that if you damage your gearbox or have to change the chassis then you start from the pit lane essentially so they managed to avoid that so he managed to um keep his position where he qualified so that was good and i mean impressive that they probably the team probably had an hour hour and a half to completely re rebuild the front end of the car and they managed to do it and they got the car out which is just incredible i mean that that mercedes team is just unbelievable what they managed to do just week in and week out they um they managed to impress whether it's through strategy through pit stop stuff through incidents like this where they have to rebuild a car in no time at all and get it out with no problems and i mean it's such an incredible team um really amazing so um but yeah i mean let's get on to the qualifying so i'll just talk you through the results and then we'll, we'll break it down a little bit for you so uh p1 was uh charles leclerc with a really dominant time uh vettel was p2 he was like six temps down on him so pretty amazing job from leclerc he's kind of come back from the summer break with a bit between his teeth for sure hamilton was p3 1.2 seconds off the pace which is just massive um bottas p4 verstappen p5 uh, Ricardo P6, great job from him. Renault's have had a bit of resurgence, it seems to be. So, uh, I mean, they're still, what are we talking? 142.5 was Leclerc and Ricardo in sixth was a 144.2. So, uh, fucking quite a long way back. <laughs> um, you know, it's a second off Hamilton's pace, essentially. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not too bad in the grand scheme of things when you think about it, you know, second off Mercedes. So, you know, anyway, so it's Ricardo, then Hulkenberg in seventh, uh, Raikkonen in eighth. Great job from him again. He's just knocking out the park for Alfa Romeo at the moment. So he's doing a really good job. Um, so well done to him. Let's turn my levels up a bit better. Um, uh, and then Perez in ninth, 
good job for Racing Point. They've turned a bit of a corner this season and their updates are working and they're going to be a strong team next year So um, and later this year even, so keep an eye out for them. Uh, Kevin Magnussen was P10, Grosjean P11. Um, good job from them. Uh, probably should have been higher, but there we go. Uh, Norris from McLaren Renault, uh, P12. Lance Stroll, P13 for Racing Point. Then Alexander Albon, P14. Now, he didn't actually... He could have probably got a quicker time and got into the top 10, but he's taking an engine penalty, so he's they didn't want to run him again, so they just want to save the engine. They just put a new engine in there, so they're kind of limiting the kilometres for him. So And it's his first race in, so that's actually something I didn't even talk about. Fucking hell. So in the summer break, lots of stuff happened with... Um, actually, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just fucking finish the <laughs> finish the uh, standings and then we'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, so that was 14th Albon, 15th Giovinazzi for Alfa Romeo, 16th Pierre Gasly for Toro Rosso. We'll get to that. Science 17th. Um, bit of a... Mm, not great from them. They got their strategy a bit wrong in that first part of qualifying. We can get to that. Uh, Kvyat for Toro Rosso, 18th. Uh, Russell 19th, Kubica uh, 20th. He didn't actually start because the engine blew up, so which was timed very nicely because his engine blew up and it gave the Mercedes mechanics about 10 more minutes to um, get the car finished for Hamilton. So uh, yeah, I wonder if William, if uh, Mercedes just pushed a button and let uh, <laughs> exploded Kubica's fucking engine just to give them more time. I don't know, conspiracy theory. Um, so yeah, first off, let's just talk about. Um, I got a timer going. I want to keep this to about twenty minutes because I got food in the oven and I don't want to bore you to death with all this shit. So, um, yeah. So through the summer break, despite what Red Bull was saying about what they were going to keep Gasly and not swap him, they swapped him and bought Alex Albon in the team uh, rather than Kvyat. So I think it's a great move from them because I think Albon's got the most potential out of all their drivers apart from Verstappen. So good move from them. Obviously, really disappointing for Pierre Gasly, but I mean he had twelve races for this, you know, and couldn't didn't really have a good race so couldn't really handle it um it's harsh but when you're performing at this level you need people who can handle it and i guess he couldn't so he's gone back to toro rosso i mean red bull are in a good position where they can do this sort of stuff and get away with it so shame for gasly but hopefully you know, the last half of the season for him, he can sort himself out and get back onto the pace and, you know, you never know. So essentially what Rebel are going to do is they've seen Kvyat in the car, they know what he's like. They've seen Gasly in the car, they know what he's like, but they haven't seen um, Albon in the car, in the in the proper car. So it makes sense that they did it this way and I think it's good on them for doing it. Um, so, and he's he was already, I mean, he was running pretty close to uh, to um, Verstappen from the get-go so really impressive from him and he's, you know, he's driving in a brand new car he's not driven before and he's just about on the pace like three tenths three tenths down pretty much throughout the weekend so far on Verstappen which is really impressive so um, so I think Verstappen's going to have a bit of a run for his money given a few races so um, and I think they gave um, Albon a new engine just to give take a bit of the pressure off so that he had a new engine you know, he's going to take a penalty and, you know, he can show a bit of his racecraft driving through the pack and see how he gets on. So, but not too much pressure on him. So I think that's good from Red Bull. Um, they all seem really impressed with him. So, so that's good for them. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see that. And Alvin's such a nice guy. He just seems a really, really cool guy. So um, hopefully uh, it goes well for him. And he's kind of British tie. So a little bit of British patriotism there as well. 
Um, the other thing that happened was Nico Hulkenberg has not been retained by Renault for next year. So he's a free agent. And what they've done is uh, Mercedes have released Ocon and he's signed for Renault. So he's a French driver driving for Renault. So that's pretty good. And he's super fast. And so now Renault have got a fucking good team in Ricardo and, and um, Ocon. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really good for next year. Um, Bottas has been re-signed for Mercedes for another 12 months. Um, so that's good for Bottas. I think it's the right decision. I'd like to have seen Russell in the car personally, but I think it's maybe it's a year too soon. I don't know, but I, I feel like he's been so dominant at Williams that they could I, they could have taken a chance. And I honestly feel like with Leclerc for Ferrari and and you've got two young guys in Red Bull and you know you've got these young guys coming through and Mercedes need to get someone like that in their team for the long term but I guess waiting another year maybe that gives Russell more of a chance and now Ocon's not in the picture it puts Russell in next in line I suppose for the seat if if they don't want to keep Bottas after next year so uh, I think that's pretty good um uh yeah so so it was an email coming through um yeah so that was good I think generally it's been a good little shuffle around of drivers all pretty logical Red Bull doing the right thing getting Ocon in not Ocon um, uh, Albon in I think that's going to work really well Ocon to Renault is just a no-brainer he's, he's a, probably one of the best drivers on the grid and now you're driving for a French team so that's great um, and it just shows their credentials even more that they're really serious about doing well in this championship um, now they've got two world-class two championship winning drivers potentially in their in their team now so They've got all the um, all the ingredients, uh, and also Sergio Perez re-signed for Racing Point for the next three years, so that's really good for him as well. That's a strong team; they're doing well. Um, more money in rebuilding their factory; they're going to be strong in the next few years. So definitely watch out for them. Um, yeah, uh, Re- Williams still struggling, but getting better. Um, you know, only a second off the pace now from the Toro Rosso's McLaren. It's pretty fucking good, really. So they they've clawed back four seconds from the four to five seconds from the start of the season to halfway through, which is amazing for Formula One's, you know. And they're always really talking about how good a job they've done. But also, I think Russell's making that car look a lot better than it is. So, you know, that's really good from him. So yeah, um, I got on waffling now. So um, I haven't really talked much about what happened in qualifying, have I? <laughs> um, yeah. So. The first two sessions, pretty much as they were, Carlos Sainz, his first lap in Q3, in Q1, sorry, he went out on the used set of tyres with the aim to go out again. But then there was a, uh, I think it was um, Giovinazzi um, engine blew up. So with two or three minutes to go at the end of the Q1, they... Um, they had to stop the session. So he, he was going to go out and do another run, but he didn't. So lots of people lost out. So Science could have qualified higher up. So it's a bit of a shame for him, but he's going to be coming through the pack because the, the McLarens looking pretty good. Um, so that was a bit of a shame from him. Gasly did okay in the Toro Rosso, but he's going to be, you know, mentally in a bit of a hard place at the moment. So I guess you can't expect too much from him this weekend, but hopefully he settles in and, and gets his speed back. Cause that'd be really good to see. Um, not much else really in that in Q2. I mean, Renault are doing really well considering they've had a really tough few races. So they were showing some really good pace. So both of them up into the up into the top 10. And then 
Raikkonen had a really good standout lap in Q2 as well. I mean, he's just driving the wheels off that car. So, I mean, he's just class. He's 40 this year. I mean, he's fucking amazing. So, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant from him. Um, yeah, some good laps. And then when we, when we got to Q3, it was an absolute nightmare because everyone was trying to... Everyone was stacked, went out together. So there was like seven or eight cars all stacking up ready to go for their lap so they were really close to each other but a few of the other cars had gone out earlier and they were on their hot laps right as all the other cars were coming into the like the second to last corner so everyone had to jump out of the way and oh, it was fucking chaos and then that everyone's tires weren't quite heated up well enough and it was a bit of a fuck up really from everyone like they should have just got people out straight away i mean you know it, it messed up a few people's laps i think um but to be honest it wouldn't have really mattered because Leclerc was just fucking on it all weekend. I mean, he was six tenths of a second quicker than his teammate. I mean, that's ridiculous. So he's just come back with a just this fucking eye of the tiger at the moment. So um, you've got to fancy them for the race win. But the Mercedes looked very good um, in race pace, but in the quali, you know, one point two seconds off the off the pole. I mean, it's massive. I and mean, most of that is down to. Uh, the engine power. So Ferrari have just got this extra power that they found in the last six or seven races. Mercedes just haven't been able to match it. And it seems like they've pushed their engine a bit and two Mercedes engines have let go in between practice and qualifying. So it's a bit of a worry that they're trying to push a bit too much just to try and compete with Ferrari. But um, I mean, Mercedes was still quicker in the second sector and all this sort of stuff, which isn't quite so power reliant, but it bodes well for Ferrari for the next few races because they're two power circuits. So Monza next race, I think they, they're really strong to win that, which is great to see Ferrari win at Monza is just, you just cannot believe the reaction when that happens. It's just incredible. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Leclerc's lap was just flawless. I mean, he was really good. A Vettel had a bit of a scrappy lap. He probably could have got closer, but he locked up on a few corners. And I think, again, to do with the warm-up lap um, and it being quite condensed with drivers all around each other, and it just didn't really work for anyone. So I think that caused Vettel a few issues. Um, he was complaining about that on the radio as he was coming in after the uh, after quali. So, and I mean, Hamilton and Bottas, I think they did about as well as they could um they were within about two tenths of each other that's the timer um so you know decent laps but again a few little mistakes and warm issues on the tires and, and you know they just lacked they lost six tenths in the first sector alone just for the power differential so you know people were trying to get toes off each other in the slipstream and all that shit but it didn't really work so um so yeah i think i mean hamilton was only just behind vettel in the end by like i don't know two hundredths of a second or you know it's very little in it so um so yeah i mean that was quite close for them but hamilton could have started p2 but to be honest with you at the start being on the second row of the grid might not be a bad thing as you get a good start and you can be up with the with the front two um by the time you get past radion there's a big straight there and the slipstream is quite powerful so it's a good way i mean last year vettel just cruised past hamilton on that straight and just just disappeared you know off into the distance so um so yeah that the start's gonna be very important so watch out for that um on that long straight just after a rouge and then radion um yeah it's gonna be an interesting one i think so hang on drink break 
birthday whiskey. It's very good. Um, yeah, so good quality session. Worth a watch if you um, haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, lots of action and near misses and almost crashes, especially in Q3 when it was chaos. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, so pretty good. Uh, race starts later tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to even upload this today or not because my internet's not working. I've no idea what my upload speeds are going to be like working off my fucking off my phone 4G. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I think that I'll leave it there because my dinner's ready and um, I've been nattering for long enough. So um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow evening with the race uh, summary and then I might do. I haven't done any like little newsy, chatty, gadgety podcast for ages, so I'm going to start getting back into that again um, because I've been too lazy. So I need to do it. So we'll start doing it. I'll do a couple of those this week, and then we've got a podcast Friday with uh, the unicorn and the cupcake daddy. Um, so that'll be fun. And um, yeah, that's it. Cheers for tuning in. That was uh, Harmonic Whiskey Tales, and um, we'll be back tomorrow. Cheers, everybody. Bye.